How has life been for you and your family and your work during the COVID pandemic? We've we've found that um, our lives have just um, gone very small. There was good days and bad days. There were some days you were feeling, you know, this is fine, and we'd be sitting out and kind of talk about stuff, and, and you'd be like, it's okay, well, we're, we'll be fine, we'll get through this. Nick runs Connected AV Limited, and Maria runs Hawkshead Relish with her husband Mark and has 25 employees. How have they coped and how has their mental health and well-being been affected? Listen to their stories. Hi Nick. <laughs> how are you doing today, okay? Um, yeah, not bad, not bad. It's been a stressful one actually today. We've had all sorts of things go wrong, so it was an absolute relief to, to down tools and just take a tea break and and, uh, and do something different, yeah, yeah. So is this your is this your first podcast as well? It isn't actually. No, I've done one before. I did a food one. Okay. Well, this is, I'm, I'm, this is the first thing for me, so um, <laughs> be gentle, please. <laughs> so tell me, what what do you do? Um, my my business, I, I'm a basically a one man band. Um, I run a, a home automation business called Connected AV. So I, I deal with basically technology in. Uh, residential homes as well as doing uh, some commercial work as well generally in bars hotels that kind of stuff so all the kind of sectors which have been quite badly hit by COVID-19 so it had kind of you know quite a quite a big impact on my on my business so um, I'm a father I've got two two young kids and I'm the main been the main kind of breadwinner in the house. Uh, my wife was uh, sort of just finishing maternity leave when when this all kind of happened. So um, it was a kind of slightly precarious position to be kind of left in, and and you know a situation that I'd never sort of encountered before. I went from went from having my kind of busiest year ever to suddenly the phone didn't ring for three months. Um, so yeah, it was, it was it's, it's been it's been an interesting time. So are you back working now? Are you are you? I am. I'm back working. Um, really busy. I'm glad to say. Um, it's kind of one of those situations. Where I wish I'd had the crystal ball to to know that you know post lockdown that I was going to be busy because <laughs> um, yeah. it would it would have been nice to have kind of being able to relax more during that time rather than kind of fretting about uh, what was what was on the other side uh, you know you you try and stay positive about these things but none of us none of us knew and um, I don't know about you you know you, you listen to the news and you, from one day to the next you didn't know if things were going to be okay or if they were going to get worse and uh, you know that 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 added just a kind of baseline of stress to, to the whole situation. Absolutely. I mean, you you just, it was that, I think it was that element of not knowing that was making it really difficult because you just didn't know, like you said, you know, whether it was going to be three weeks, three months, whatever, um, until um, we would come through it and what form that would be when it, when it ended. Um, I think from our point of view, so we've got um, 25 employees, um, it's my my husband and myself that run the business. Um, we also have two children, but they're a bit older. They're 26 and 24, and they both work in the business as well. Um, but it was it was that sort of 
having to close everything down at the very beginning and how that felt you know we were closing it down like we would do maybe for christmas and stop all production um we make jams and chutneys and pickles and and things and it was it was well we can close it down but how long is this going to be for and um we actually both mark and i um on the day that they announced the lockdown we both um developed symptoms of COVID and um, I spoke to my GP and she was fairly convinced that that was what it was. So we were isolating anyway, but it just came at the time when um, it was being announced. It was also Mark's 60th birthday. So he had a fantastic birthday, as you can imagine. Um, so he reckons he's not 60 till next year now because he's, um, he's not counting this one. Um, and, and I yeah, stopped I counting a while back. Ready to get rid of twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose you probably had the added responsibility of you know, um, you know, you've got employees, so you're you're kind of responsible for their 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 kind of livelihood as well, which is is a whole different level than than you know. I'm I'm just concerned about feeding my family, but you're responsible for other people's families as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, we live in a small village. Um, we know everybody really well. We know their families. Um, we have husband and wives that work for us. We've got um, a, a father and son, uh, a, a mother and son. My brother works for us. So, you know, it's not just um, our family business. It is the whole team is our family, as it were. So that was that was really difficult. And I made sure that I was speaking to everybody um on a weekly basis really and just just seeing how they were how they were coping reassuring them that you know there was going to be a job at the end of it um not really knowing whether that would be the case but just um just to make sure that you know you're giving them some confidence and um and also you know we weren't terribly poorly with it but you know we weren't feeling great and um really really tired and um so trying to pretend that everything was normal and yes we were fine um was almost as hard work as um as anything else really um trying to sort of muddle through we we didn't close completely so we 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 closed obviously our shop and um we closed production and all the offices um but we kept one person on in the warehouse which is actually my brother um and he he was doing mail orders that were going out so our mail order um volume cr increased massively um and we also did a uh, an arrangement with warburton's to deliver their gluten-free bread to um home delivery because they they only had a facility to sell their gluten-free bread through markets and a lot of the people that needed it celiacs and the like found that they were either shielding um, and they couldn't get out or everybody else that couldn't buy normal bread had bought up all the gluten-free bread and there wasn't any available so um so we were able to do that for them and supply direct to, to customers um their gluten-free requirements uh, for bread so that was interesting because the phones were li were linked through to our house rather than the office and we'd we'd have um gladys from you know somewhere ringing up and saying you know i want to order my bread and is it this and is it that and um and then tell us all about their um bowel habits 
so that that was why they needed the gluten-free bread and um i got to the impression that that a lot of these people that that they didn't speak to anybody um all week and so we, we got to know one or two of them really well and and um and and it was it was a point in their week where they had a human to speak to on the phone um and in a way it felt quite nice that you were you know they just wanted to chat tell you about their dog or the weather or you know just the general situation and and so we ended up doing a bit of um counseling i suppose as well in just talking to people yeah very very odd yeah no definitely um i mean i i found with uh with having two young kids that we were we were trying to kind of protect from you know what was kind of going on in the wider world as well that you know they find it very strange that we were kind of home and and sort of trying to kind of create this story around what was going on um and not calling it kind of a, a virus because we didn't you know we don't want to kind of scar them for mm. for, the, for the future no, um no. but you know we, in, in terms of us as a family it, it was it was a kind of positive um you know i i my two-year-old i hadn't had a lot of time with being really busy to to spend a lot of time with her and then mm. so so it, it, it was nice having this this kind of concentrated period of time to to get to know her better when normally i'd have been out kind of working mm-hmm. um and same as yourself though we, i, I kind of had to look at other opportunities other avenues of of trying to make money because I was in a situation where I couldn't I couldn't go into people's houses. I the, the hospitality sector was was, was shut down, um, so it it, it kind of left me with with nothing really. And I had to I had to do a lot of training. I try and reskill. I had to um, look at stuff that potentially post lockdown there was there was potentially going to be money in. You know, you had a lot of people. Suddenly, everybody's using Zoom, and you know they're working from home so you know somebody who's involved in technology there was a there was an opening there for myself to 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 try, try and assist people with their their setup in, in the houses you know you you saw pretty quickly there would be people on zoom calls and you know they're dropping out and and you know there, there was opportunities there but also we we had to to look at our kind of arrangement as a family um and I had to kind of step back a little bit. My my wife's um, she had a kind of plan business wise that when the my youngest daughter went to nursery that she was going to pick up her business. She's a she's a, a trained hypnotherapist, and and she was she was she was seeing clients kind of at our at our house, kind of you know face to face. But suddenly there was an opportunity for her to to do everything online, which which actually suited her better because she didn't want to necessarily have people come into our own personal house. So, you know, because everybody was kind of forced to do that. And so we had to kind of switch our energies a little bit into trying to sell the services that she had online. Um, and she had a good, my, she's Irish, uh, and she had a, a business owner in Ireland that she's very friend, friendly with who had to shut down a restaurant, but is a real kind of business entrepreneur. So. They fairly quickly came up with some training courses that they could offer around um, me- mental health for for businesses, and 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 suddenly they were doing kind of Zoom training sessions to 
to, to a lot of people. And from my own point of view, that was, um, you know, a, a nice kind of thing to have that suddenly there was this kind of safety net of some other money coming into the house that wasn't just me because, you know, I was pretty quickly looking at the invoices that I still had to be paid from the business and thinking, okay, well, that's, that's going to last us for a while. Um, I was able to furlough myself, but as a company director with a limited company, I was I was only getting you know a fraction of what I would normally make on a monthly basis. And when you don't know how long this is going to go on for, your that the mass doesn't go very far when you're feeding a family and you've still got business business expenses that have to be paid for. Um, so anyway, it, it was good, and and it's I think as a family, it's it's kind of helped us because. Amy, my wife, she's now kind of, she's feeling better about her situation rather than just being a mum. You know, she's she's feeling a little bit more purposeful again, and she's she's kind of kept this up post lockdown. And when I were, we've got a little bit of an issue trying to balance our kind of lifestyles because she's got busy, and I've got busy, and we've still got the kids to look after, and and all these kind of things. But it's it's still left us in a. A, a more balanced kind of risk is it, is it you know if, if suddenly we lock down again I know that she's in a better position now than she was at the start of lockdown in terms of what she can potentially earn and um, you know you, there's always positives that kind of come out of these things as well as you know a lot of the negatives that we 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 know about all too well. That's absolutely true I mean we've we've found that um, our lives have just um, gone very small and um, that we, we we don't see very many people. We just literally go from home to work, even now. You know, it's home to work and then back home again. Um, and we see um, the ma a maximum of six people that we, we're sort of um, in, in our little bubble, if you like. Um, I've, I've also, um, I don't know whether you call it lucky, but um, we've, we've both... Um, have lost our parents and my father died last year and I was sort of relieved in in a in a strange way that he wasn't aware of and, and have, I wasn't having to worry about him um, and I know that sounds a really strange thing to say but uh, he had dementia and I know that he was with being in a home I wouldn't have been able to see him and um, that would have broken my heart so I feel almost grateful really that, that we haven't had to go through that as well um but i've been really mindful of um that it's been really difficult um for some of the staff that were on furlough for longer as well um so we brought back um some key staff fairly early on um and then others it was sort of several months really before or a couple of months before they came back and at first, I thought, well, it's all right for them. They're on this extended holiday. They know they've got a job to come back to. They can just do what they want and, and whatever. But it doesn't, every single one of them, when I spoke to them on a weekly basis, said that they were still worried and they were watching the news and, you know, what would happen if and, and all of this. So it, I realised it didn't take the worry away for them. Um and I just say to them, I used to say to them, don't, just don't watch the news. You're just adding more worry and, and try and just worry about the things that you can control. 
and and not worry about the things that are out of your control because you know there is nothing you can do about it if a decision's being made in Westminster uh for something then you know you just either have to abide by it or choose not to but um but you can't control it so um it comes back down to to just worrying about the things that you can change and um and I think the other thing you touched on then was um, saying that, you know, if, God forbid, we went into another lockdown, you now go into it with the, with the benefit of hindsight of knowing that you've got strategies in place um, to get yourself through that, both mentally and, and on a work basis as well. And I think that's hugely important because we just don't know, do we, where, where things will go? No, absolutely. Um yeah, we, we've we've kind of tried to make the most of. Um, I mean, we're we're kind of grateful slightly that we're we're not in a town centre. We're um, we're about twenty five minutes from Edinburgh, and we're we're kind of close to. We have beaches, and there was kind of things. You know, there's plenty of kind of green space around that we tried to to kind of utilise. We we spent time like like everybody kind of doing stuff in the garden to 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 make as nice a space for. For the for the time that we were spending it there, and, and you know, I think all these kind of little factors just help to prolong your kind of mental health. And I mean, it, I'm sure it's the same for yourself that we there, there was good days and bad days. There were some days you were feeling, you know, this is fine, and we'd be sitting out, and it was particularly when the weather was nice. We were sitting out of an evening, and you know, we'd got the kids to bed and have a little glass of wine and, and we would kind of talk about stuff and, and you'd know, be like, it's okay, we'll, we're, we'll be fine, we'll get through this. And then the next day, just, you know, we had to kind of work and learn to, as a family, Not you're not normally spending that much time together. I mean, you, you might be different because you guys all work together anyway, but we, we wouldn't normally sort of see each other that much other than weekends. So suddenly having all this time concentrated in the house so the kids didn't have nursery we were all together um you know it was a good test for us as a family about how well we how well we kind of get on and for the most part it was good there was there was there wasn't a huge amount of rows um but it's, it's still you know you're, you're constantly kind of evolving this this new normal that we were kind of living in and trying to make you know make the most of it yeah i mean i found at the very beginning I couldn't, um, I couldn't read a book, I couldn't settle, uh, I couldn't sleep, I was having, when I did sleep, I was having really horrible nightmares about, oh, well, just disaster sort of things, you know, nasty things. And it was really horrible and it took a few weeks really for that to settle down and then I went through a phase of I couldn't stop reading I didn't want to watch television, I certainly didn't want to watch the news, so I'd catch up with the daily stuff you know the important stuff and then after that we would just switch it off and, and not listen to it um and just sit and read books and and like you you know um the garden's never seen so much tension and i don't even like gardening <laughs> um but um yeah i bought i bought my um youngest daughter a hen house and some chickens so she's she's now got her own eggs and stuff and uh, we've gone through the full you know <laughs> I'm being hassled to get chickens, but uh, I'm trying to put my foot down on this one. <laughs> we've, we've got two cats and a dog, and oh. I just, just can't—I can't see yesterday everything. Yeah, we're we're lucky. We've got the space. You know, we again we we live we've we're, we've got a couple of acres of land, and we're on our own. So um, to self-isolate pretty much meant 
self-isolating and, and we just, um, you know, closed our doors and, and um, we could be within our own space. But having the ability to be able, I mean, I could go out from our door and walk for uh, a couple of hours. And even though we're right in the middle of the Lake District, I know where I could walk and I, I wouldn't see anybody, even, you know, on a normal um, weekend day uh, without this. So it was it was particularly odd, though, because we're, we're not cl- not far away from Windermere. And normally there would be the background hum of the boats and cars on the lake, uh, the other side of the lake, and um, and all of that. And, and I hadn't realised just how aware I was of of all of that noise until it stopped. And then all of a sudden it was just so so quiet, and it was lovely. It was really nice. <laughs> <laughs> but you got I'm really sorry, but there's somebody at the door. <laughs> I will be back in a second. Okay. okay. Well, I'm, I'm I'm really sorry to um, to interrupt things. That was my gardener, but that sounds way too grand um, because I, it just comes and does a bit of a um, little bit here and there. Um, I think one thing that that the whole of this has really taught me is to. Uh, reevaluate what I do in our business and whether I actually need to be there. Um, I always felt that I needed to be first in and last out and work harder and longer um, than everybody else. And actually that doesn't necessarily equate to hours spent in front of my computer at my off in my office. And I've found that if I cut down to four days a week I can still do the same volume of work just by working smarter and so um, although everybody else has been telling me for, for months and, and years really you know you need to cut down and, and do less um, with a view towards looking um, with a one eye on retirement um, I think this has made me actually really look at that properly and I've now started taking a Friday off so that I can actually I do the cleaning um, but but it's it's my time to do something for me um, on a Friday and I'm actually not behind in my work so it sort of has proved the point really I, I, I still feel guilty I feel like I should be there but um, Mark's there and, and the rest of the team you know it is, yeah, because I've I've just always had this really strong work ethic and always um, felt that you know that they need to they everybody needs to see me um, at the helm, you know, leading it and and actually, I think they enjoy putting the radio on in the office and just chilling yeah. out a bit on yeah. a Friday when I'm not yeah. there. No, it's, I, I'd be similar myself. My 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 dad was kind of he he was he had his own business and and you know I, I didn't see a lot of him. At times when when I was a child and and the kind of lockdown um, made me kind of reassess that in terms of my own my own work life balance and it, it's something that I'm kind of consciously trying not to kind of um, let kind of creep back in too much. Um, you know, we I think we we, we kind of learnt as well that we you know we 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 sort of turned off the spending taps a bit during lockdown because we we kind of had to. But we kind of found out that it, it didn't really affect us that much in terms of, you know, our, our kind of perceived sort of happiness and um, that the stuff that we were, you know, the family time that we were getting, the stuff that we were doing, which wasn't 
costing us money um, was actually really good. You know, like the kids, it would always be taking them off the soft play or, or, you know, paying for them to do stuff. Whereas just going down to the beach and letting them explore the rock pools and, um, you know, we have a dog now as well. And, and um, just just some of these little things which are cheaper to do yeah, were, were actually yeah. good, good things to do for yeah. us. I mean, we we would we would sort of normally have had a couple of long weekends, maybe somewhere in Europe or you know a week away in the sun um, in the summer, um, and we haven't obviously we haven't done that. Um, but even when there has been you know the opportunity to go abroad, um, it it really isn't something that we would have we chose to do. We've just had a a few days away in Wales, just touring around Wales, and that was fabulous. And you know. It, bits of the country that that we didn't really know before and um you know we were lucky we had really good weather i have a welsh tan as we speak um i've never seen one of those before it's not rust (laughs) (laughs) and um but it it was just lovely you know we ate some great seafood and and yes you know you still have to to conform to all of the restrictions but you know it, it there's so much to see and do in our little world that um um and and like you said, you know, you don't need to have all these things and pay for all these things. Our best day that we had while we were away was sat on a beach, you know, just rock, going back to, to, to my childhood and rock pooling and, and doing all of that. And that was just, you know, take a picnic and do that. And it was just fabulous. I have, I have no great desire to be going overseas at the moment either. I don't know about no. yourself, the, reading, no. reading the headlines about people scrambling to get flights back from you know whatever the next covid hotspot is just yeah you know the, the thought of being stuck in an airport with a young family and and the stress of that i just think it's it's not mm. it's not worth it i i totally agree with you that i'd rather i'd rather i'd rather spend the money locally on local economies sort of yeah. helping out people small businesses um mm. who are kind of in, in similar situations to ourselves absolutely and, um, yeah you know where we are st- still kind of all in this together even though kind of lockdowns lifted mm-hmm. it's it's our economy it's mm-hmm. our it's our lifestyles it's it's our it's our future debt that we still need to kind of pay off and it's absolutely it's, yeah we, we, you yeah. know spending the money here that ultimately pays taxes is is ultimately you know helping mm-hmm. us all out because it's not that that debt is is our debt essentially um, yeah, how do you feel things have been um, for you in Scotland as opposed to, you know, the, the difference that there has been for us in England and in Wales and Ireland? I don't. I don't. I, we were always kind of. I always felt like we were like two weeks behind England. Um, you know, there was the initial kind of um, when London sort of got kind of hit quite badly. We we still had quite a few cases, and we, you know, certainly right at the start, we we were. We were kind of waiting for this this rush of of cases mm. to kind of happen, and 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 it never really kind of came as much as 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 parts of England were, and mm. um, I, you know, there were, there was obviously different differing strategies between the the governments, which was quite was quite confusing at times, depending on which kind of news you were you were listening to, if you. Were, if you listen to national news, it, you know sometimes it was quite different from the direction that the Scottish government was taking, and um, yeah, I, it's it, it kind of felt like it was. I'm not saying handled great. I mean, we we still had our kind of controversies up here with um, 
you know, prominent ministers and stuff, uh, sort of flouting lo lockdown rules and and yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, we we had the the kind of face masks kind of came in earlier than England, mm. which I you know, as, as somebody who was kind of doing most of the shopping for the family, I actually um, found that the face masks kind of normalise people a lot more in the shops, which I found yeah. Um, was was good because I, I I really didn't enjoy the shopping experience when people were sort of uh, trying to keep away and and for the most part I've, I felt people have adhered to that quite well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, I just I'm really hopeful that we don't have the second the you know the second wave which is you know was was long predicted mm. or that the measures that are in place kind of help to to kind of soften that. Um, that that second wave somewhat but mm. you know crystal ball we don't have and we'll just have to wait and see absolutely it's, not um, no. you know uh, at the moment you know the future like a month away seems like a long time um in this new kind of covid period that we're in so you know we're yeah. we're, we're hoping to get to ireland for christmas but I, I don't know what things are going to be like in two months let alone four months so um no, we'll just, no. We'll just have to, you can't make any plans can you that's the thing yeah no not tentative yeah. ones but did you did you take any did you have any financial support with your business did you kind of do any of the loans or anything like that or we did um there was there was a local um grant for um hospitality and retail businesses um and we took a small um grant um for that um because obviously the shop couldn't open and and so that that helped us with that um and the grant that we received, we put into actually having the building repainted, um, which was sort of on the cards to be done. But um, it was a local um, business and and they were struggling to find work. So um, we put that money directly into our local economy by passing it on, really, by getting them to do that. So um, we got all that done. And then um we've recently taken out a sea bills um loan um from the bank um but my aim if it's possible is to try and pay it back next year if we can uh before we start having to repay and and re um, pay interest so at the moment it's interest free uh, for 12 months so if i can pay and if not all of it then the majority of it Back, but at the moment, it's just giving us that buffer to know that if something happens in the next two or three months, then we've we've got that security blanket really to know that um, we'll get through it. Because we don't know what's going to happen, like you said before, with the furlough scheme. You know, are they going to extend it or change it or or whatever? And to be honest, I wouldn't be sat here now talking about the business if we didn't have if we hadn't had the furlough scheme because, you know, we we. We would. It would just have been the end of us, you know. It just we couldn't have um, continued. So, um, I, I'm very grateful for the support that we've had up to date. Maria and Nick, and look out for information about our next Wellbeing in Business podcast around about the middle of October. <laughs>